This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. So what means always my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the guy who's always ready for Knicks, always ready to talk about the orange and blue, always ready to figure out something, to figure out how the hell is this team going to get better? Who are we going to acquire? What are we going to do? I have no idea. This man has so many machinations <laughs> on a daily basis. The texts the text are just endless. If I, told, if I showed you how many respo- responses I got, man, it feels like he's my wife. <laughs> it's too much. Too much sometimes. Somebody, somebody on this pod has to play GM, man. Somebody has to play GM. That is a fact. You and you are playing in the role of GM, man. <laughs> He's been crying for Kyle Lowry and everybody since like Timbuktu. So listen, man, if we got down to this, it would have still been solid. But that's neither here nor there. And well, you know this voice. You know who it is. <laughs> it's my guy, John Moika. John, how you doing today, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Labor Day coming right up. Uh, we got uh, the Jet NFL season right around the corner. Preseason's over. Thank God. The worst time of the year and the best time of the year. <laughs> it's insane. Um, like the hurricanes uh, been kind of wild, uh, just like everywhere. Um, but everything's good there. I mean, nothing matters right now in my whole life except for the New York Yankees. It's postseason coming up, and then we got the New York Jets about to start and make me miserable. And hopefully, past week four because I'm going, to, I'm going to that week four game in London. So hopefully, <laughs> just like make it past week four. But my only hope, man, as you know, my hope right now is the New York Knicks, dude. Nothing, no, nothing is bad in the orange and blue. I got orange and blue glasses on everywhere I go right now. <laughs> I, I, everything is good in Knicks world. So I love, love, love talking Knicks, dude. How are you? How are your cats, bro? Uh, they're killing me, man. They're <laughs> real, man. The, the amount of furniture I just had to get rid of, carpets, uh, money. Good thing there's a wedding, so it can all go back on the registry. That's coming up, though. Uh, I feel I don't know if this is a, a ploy by my fiance soon to be wife. If this was just like good timing to be like, oh, well, we have to get rid of everything. I, I don't know what it is, man. But hey, try. We're, we're taking it day by day over here. But John, dude, I'm burying the lead, man. I know, man. Uh, we're we're, hi- we're hiding this magnificent guest on this pod today, and honestly, I I don't even know how you people. If you haven't watched The Wire, I don't, I, I don't even know what to say to you. Like I. I would be upset. And I am looking at you too, John. I know you haven't watched it yet. So I am very upset that you haven't watched it. <laughs> and this has to change after this. We'll talk episode. about that but, later. We'll talk but, about that. <laughs> but we have a phenomenal guest with us today. Awesome actor, avid Knicks fan, rocking the orange and blue. Even got the blue duet rag on right now. Oh my God, this man's decked out. If you guys know Naaman Bryce, son of Weebay. <laughs> we got Julito McCollum here on the pod today. Julito, how are you doing today, my man? What's going on? Alex, John, man, thank you guys for having me. Big fan of what you all do. I'm here, man. Let's talk Knicks. Let's have some fun. Let's do it, man. Oh, my God. Fan. I'm, we're a fan, fan of you, man. So that's real. That's, that's, thank you. Thank we appreciate the kind words, man. Appreciate the kind words. But, yeah, man, we got to talk about Knicks. But how are you, how are you doing today? You just ready to talk Knicks? You, I'm good, good, man. I'm great. Um, Life is good. Um, You know, I'm re- tired of the summer, ready for it to be over. I hate the heat. I'm not a fan of the heat. I'm not going to lie. 
in all aspects. Basketball, <laughs> life. I like that. Game. I like that, ma- you know I like that mantra, actually. <laughs> so I'm ready for the summer to be over. But yeah, let's get it, man. All right. So let's start off with, with the number one thing that's been kind of on docket this past week, which is Nerlens Noel uh, suing Rich Paul for about $58 million in lost earnings. You know, so has everyone read, read the case, everyone or like read the story? So for, for all those who are listening who don't know, Nerlens Noel is suing Rich Paul for $58 million in lost earnings. Uh, it all started back when he had the opportunity to sign with the Dallas Mavericks and earn a four-year, $70 million contract. However, Rich Paul told him then that he believed, Rich Paul himself believed that he can get Nerlens Noel to be a max player and get $100 million that season. Long story short, didn't happen. So now... What happened? He, that season, he took a one-year deal with the Dallas Mavericks, who he was in contract negotiations with to get a four-year, $70 million deal. During that season, tore his ligament in his hand. I think it was around the thumb. And that season, the Dallas Mavericks didn't want to move on, so it decreased his, his player value. From there, he went on to go sign with the Oklahoma City Thunder, took a two-year deal. Second year was a player option, and uh, I believe the first year was worth $3.7 million. He then opted out, took another one-year deal, performed very well, and was then during the middle of that season offered a seven to ten million dollar contract for multiple years. However, what happened is that Nerlens Noel found out that Rich Paul had failed to notify him that he had calls from the Houston Rockets, the LA Clippers that wanted him and were willing to potentially pay more. And during that time, before he even found out, he was thinking of cutting ties with Rich Paul during that season. And then after finding this out, just let him to tie, disconnect. Noel then took a one-year deal with the Knicks. And then, as we all know, Nerlens Noel took a three-year, $32 million contract this season with the third year being a team option. So for, just to get everyone up to speed who wasn't listening. So, guys, I don't know about you. When I hear this, it's very muddy, um, very, ugh, like, from, from all sides. Me, though, being always pro player for the most part, I'm going to side with Nerlens Noel. But it's not easy to, easy to dissect this thing. So, Julito, I'm going to start off with you, man, since you're our guest. Just based off, like, the Nerlens Noel contract, what, what are your initial thoughts? What do you – like, just just start going off. Yeah, I, I, you know, at first, you know, I'm just like you, I was, all you know, pro player. You know, I was like, listen, I've heard way too many stories about Rich Paul and his dealings with his clients. Let's go. But then once I realized that it's a countersuit, right? So Rich Paul first asked for money. He feels he's owed based off of the next deal. And I, I, I believe something else. And then Nerlens knows it's 58 million. Sorry, sorry about that. that no, you go. I don't know. Uh, this fifty-eight million dollar um, countersuit. So now it's it's getting muddy for me. It's getting very muddy, and it's okay if it's true. If Nerlens Noel spoke to maybe Elton Brand at the Sixers, because I believe Seventy Sixers was one team that was interested. If he spoke to Maury, if he spoke to these folks, and they're saying we tried to get in contact with Rich, he wasn't available. That's different, right? And and I can see that happening because, you know, to be honest, at that time especially, Nerlens was a small fry for, for Rich Paul and, or, you know, his clients. So I can understand where he probably just was like, I'm going to get it back to him, never did, right? And that's messed up. That does not work for any play. I don't care if you're the last man on the bench. If your agent's not returning calls for you to get a good deal, it, it doesn't work. At the same time, it's like, 
I just don't want this to affect the Knicks in any way. You know what I mean? I want Zach Levine, y'all. I'm just be honest. I want Zach Levine eventually. And he is a clutch sport client. And mm. I'm just like, God damn it. Why now? Yeah. Why now? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's very muddy. And uh, I hope it works out for New Orleans. I'm just like, like you said, Alex, pro player, I think. You know, I love the fact that in the NBA, these players are in control. You know what I mean? They are the ones who do the work. They're at this point in life, 10, five, six, seven years into the league. They're very smart and intelligent guys. I know they, they're starting to figure their stuff out. And agents do get paid a whole lot of money. And I don't know <laughs> if they, they deserve all that. So I hope Netherlands, you know, I hope he, he figures it out. But I, it, it, I, I've heard a little bit too much from from the clutch sports you know, situation and know it, it might be some truth to it, and it's unfortunate for real. John, what are, what are, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, number one, I agree wholeheartedly. I just hope it doesn't affect the Knicks, right? Like that's my that's my like that's as a Knicks fan, that's my first thought, right? But you know, I, I, like I, as attorneys, and honestly, like you, you're an actor, so you have an agent, so yeah. I feel like we all kind of know this world. And yeah. if your agent is not for, like telling you the deal, like not communicating that deal, that's like one on one, like major red flag, like major issues here. And and now we're not talking like a deal here, a deal there. We're talking like millions of dollars, like in the tens of millions of dollars. So like it, it then becomes like you're changing generational wealth just yeah. by just by not making a phone call. Meanwhile, you're literally contracted to make that phone call to me. So. I mean, just based on that, there's an issue. But if you ask me what I think about it, I think that no clutch players are touching the Knicks. For, 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 <laughs> don't <laughs> say that, John. Don't say <laughs> that. Don't say that. I, you don't say that. <laughs> that's what I think. And, you know, it's funny. Like, everyone makes fun of us, right, that we're the CAA uh, Knicks or the CAA Kentucky Knicks. And, we, I mean, at some point, we kind of have to, you know, come to terms with the fact that we are. And they kind of, we kind of do band together. That's how management works. Yeah. That's how, you know, deals are made. There's only 30 teams. You know, it's easy to like split those guys up. So I, I don't know if Zach Levine's coming, uh, coming through, but wait, just, just on the Zach Levine note, you don't think that the, the Bulls, uh, the Bulls experiment's going to work with him there? You think, you think he's on the move? I, or you just like him? I, I just really like Zach. Okay, I think, okay, that's fair. I that's thought fair. I thought Zach was. I knew Zach was going to be the Zach Levine <laughs> we're seeing now. So I just really think he's a good player, and now he's going to be a free agent next year. I hate it when they got Demar Derozan. And, uh, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Why don't don't build? Fuck up so we can get him. No, you're fine. You're fine. It's, it's all good. Not we not can curse happen. on the show. Okay, perfect. Uh, it's probably going to happen. It's it's probably not going to happen. But the thought of it is cool. I think you know we needed two. I mean, we'll, we have Fournier, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But I just, I like the idea of an athletic two. You know what I mean? We haven't had an athletic wing in so long, and it's necessary. He can do everything. He, he dribbles. He can create some plays. He's a shot creator. He's not horrible on defense. He does a little bit of everything. So, but I know that's probably a pipe dream at this point. So, yeah. Do well, any clashes to, with RJ? Well, to hold, hold, hold on. Before you get into that, to save you guys. We do have a clutch player on the team. He's a two-way contract player, Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims. So, yeah. yeah. But he didn't you have know, a two-way, so we chose him. <laughs> <laughs> that was before the Noel conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, 
I, I don't know. I, I don't think the Bulls are going to be that good. And I, maybe it's a possibility. Uh, you know. uh, let me ask you this. Were you on the Lonzo train? Like, what, did you want Lonzo to be a point guard here? I, 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 there was like 20%, 30% of me that actually did. But I, I'm, I really needed the scoring point guard. Okay. I'm so sick of point guards who can't do anything on the offensive end. Yeah, Lonzo can shoot cool. What did he shoot? Like 35% this year or somewhere around there. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, I wanted a bona fide score, whoever that was. I just knew we weren't going to get a point guard. So any second year player and up, I was, I wanted a, a, a proven point guard. And, you know, I'm, I'm, ecstatic for Kimba so I'm I left that I left the Lonzo train very early on <laughs> oh man I guess but to to wrap up the New Orleans Noel contract I like a lot of what you both said like I as I already said I'm a pro player as well I think the and John kind of touched on it too like being being attorneys and like you when you look at the situation I think the most interesting thing to me is the 58 million dollars that he wants to get back in return and i'm just like how like how how one i don't know how you calculate that two i don't know how you even prove that to say you know because most of it's definitely from the dallas mavericks contract that he believes he could have earned and at that point you know your agent is only supposed to do you so much even as attorneys you know when you are representing a client i'm not supposed to fully tell you what to do i'm supposed to guide you to make that right decision but i'm not supposed to tell you what to do like you do have to Think for yourself and think like, am I being a little too advantageous in the situation or being a little too conservative? And you got to work with me to push me to do what we're supposed to do. And in this case, when you see New Orleans Noel thinking that he is also a max player and that he could get a hundred million dollar contract and listen to Rich Paul, I don't blame like it's so hard for me to say that's Rich Paul's fault. Like maybe Rich Paul himself should start stop like thinking that he can get everyone to stop overselling everybody. Sure. But that's also his job is to be in that mindset to oversell as an agent to get you into that door because you have to be aggressive. So I I feel it for Noel. I don't know if he'll get the 58 million, but it will be an interesting battle uh, just to see how this all plays out. So why would my fault to cut you off. I just, no, 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 no. why would Nerlens meet a guy at a party <laughs> and automatically allow him to redirect his entire journey of life? Like, what are you doing, bro? Dude, like, what is, because LeBron, like, I like, like, I don't know if, if, you, if that, if that's your situation, like he's, he's coming up, like you're, you know, you're at a big party, you know, huge actors, agents, like, yo, I, I do everything. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the GM, like everybody says I am. I'm like, you know, the the phantom GM of the league. I do whatever I want. Come with me. John, I'm the wrong person to say that to because I'll probably be like, I'm taking 70 million. I know my <laughs> limits. I mean, yeah, I know I my like limits, that. John. I, like I know my limits. <laughs> I know I may not be Will Farrell. If they offer me 70 million to do Step Brothers 2, I'm taking it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. No, I, I saw I, I saw that, that Hamilton audition, bro. I saw that Hamilton audition. You know what I'm saying? I gotta, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm expanding my horizons. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh, actually, so let's 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 keep this thing moving. And, and Julito, you actually mentioned it. We're going to talk about the offseason acquisitions of Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, the the bringing back of Nerlens Noel, Taj Gibson, Alec Burks, right? Extending Julius. Um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts, man, on this offseason? Like, there's been, there was a lot of, trust me, like, even beyond Knicks fan TV, like, during, like, free agency and during the draft, everyone was just angry. They're angry. <laughs> it's like, 
Evan 48 for this much? Who is this guy? And it's like, whoa. Even during the well contract was like everyone was just like antennas up in the air, just like ready to throw mm-hmm. Leon Rose and company out the window. So what were your right. I want to know the thought by thought process from like draft night to at the end, like what were your feelings? What was your thoughts when everything was going down? Oh man. So we're gonna take it to draft night. <laughs> so if I was just watching on TV like everybody else, it would have been perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my wholesome, brother. Wholesome night. Right? It was just like a cool night. It would have been amazing. But I went, shout out to my brother Sim at Nothing But Nicks. We had a live viewing party. Right? So we're in Atlantic City. It's a party. It's all of this going on. We've been waiting for hours. It starts like four hours <laughs> for the draft. And then we trade like 17 times. And I'm just <laughs> yeah. so confused. But no, to be honest, man, I'm so happy with the... First of all, I'm just happy with the front office we have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have competent people who know what they're doing. We have guys who are... Their relationships are great in the, around the league. They care about the team. They know what they're doing. And I love everything we did this season, man. This offseason, man. I'm from... Draft night, you know, honestly, I was a huge, I was huge on Deuce before we even got to the draft. You know what I mean? I was huge on Deuce. And then we get him at, you know, late. He was coming the- up. He was coming up in the rumor mill like a couple weeks yeah. before. And like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, the, the reason why, you know, we're pretty much friends before we even, you know, technically met today is because like we're, we're interacting daily on the Twitter, yeah. next Twitter yeah. circles. You know what I mean? And so. Mm-hmm. Right. Deuce McBride's name came up, so we were we were all we were all kind of like you know diving into those highlights a couple days before. Deuce is like outside of Davian Mitchell, Deuce is probably the second best guard defender in the entire draft. And I was just like, yo, if we can leave this draft, because I honestly, y'all, I didn't think we were gonna get. And I didn't think we were going to leave with three draft picks, to be honest. I thought we were going to get one solid draft pick. And the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I thought we were going to get one solid draft pick and use the other two to to trade up, maybe. And I said, yo, two days prior, I said, if we leave with just Deuce, I'm fine with it. We got Deuce. Two days before the draft, I saw the Jericho Sims hit his head on the damn rim. <laughs> I just remember saying, that's a freak of nature. We get Jericho. Then Quentin, then that's the first off, that's our late draft. That's what I'm saying, you know. Grind right? is we, always the last note, and I think that's hilarious. That's the Knicks, that's the Knicks, and our, that's the, our Knicks curse. They're like, we're gonna, we're gonna give you the last draft pick. Your, your late draft picks are gonna be your best. Your first draft picks are gonna be trash. But, I like Quinn Grimes too, you know what I mean? I, I like Quinn and I think he's gonna be really good. I, I just I'm I'm a deuce fanatic, man. He does everything I need in a point guard, to be honest, man. Like, yo, if we really are able to truly allow him some opportunity to, to really create and learn and to come into the league playing under Kimba and Derrick Rose, just Oh my god. He's gonna be so good, man. His defense is is excellent for a rookie point guard. You know what I mean? Like he's and and that's scary because he's gonna learn defense as he goes. Look at Marcus Smart. He wasn't the outstanding defender he is year one, not even year two. And I think Jerk. I think uh, I think uh, Deuce is gonna be an amazing. And then Jericho. Listen, we got champagne <laughs> problems, fellas. We got <laughs> like we got this guy Jericho. We have to about that center. Come on, man. 
<laughs> you come he's, on. Yo, he's going <laughs> to work in training camp. It's going to be a problem, y'all. Right. I don't know. It's going to be a problem. I, I I know he won't. He probably won't play, right? But in training camp, he's going to give Mitch and Nerlens a run for their money. I promise you that. He's going to have to run in Westchester too. Oh, for sure. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna beast in Westchester. That's that's in Westchester. I, I, I'm uh when I'm back in like White Plains, I always go to a Westchester Knicks game. Oh, I, I gotta go to shit. I gotta go to shit because he's gonna. Oh, kill. I'm gonna hit you. I'll hit you up when I'm going, man, and then we can link up and go, and go watch some what because they're fun. Actually, that is if you want to talk about like the 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 no like BS like in and you're out and you want to go back home and do your thing. Like mm-hmm. I've never seen something more efficient than a Westchester G League game, like a Westchester <laughs> Knicks game or a G League game in general. It's like. All right, everyone get in your seats on time. We're starting this thing on time. 15-minute break. Everyone gets back out. Everyone playing. No commercial breaks. Nothing. You're oh, in, you're that's the like best. an hour and a half, two hours. I'm like, damn. Like, I was that's like, good. what time did I get here? 7 o'clock? I'm out by 8.30? <laughs> Shit. Oh, there you go. Let's go, man. Best. Let's go out. <laughs> that's the best. The that's best. good. Yeah, I think those highlights, I think we're going to be, uh, we're going to have a lot of those highlights coming yeah. through from him. Do you think any of those guys are going to play? Uh, like, get real minutes? You're talking about McGrath. No. Uh, Deuce and his defense and Grimes. Do you think they're yeah. gonna get in there or not really? I think, I, to be honest, I think because Tibbs just doesn't play rookies. I know. <laughs> you know what I, I know. mean? I think, I and, and we're so deep now at this point, right? Like, yes, last year when we got quickly, of course, Obi was gonna play. He had to, even if it was what his nine, ten minutes a game, he had to play. But quickly, we needed we needed some guard play, and now that it's it's such a log jam at every position, I don't think they're gonna play to be honest. But I just love what Deuce is gonna bring in practice because now this year we will finally have a practice. I love what they're gonna bring in training camp. I love that they're gonna apply pressure on our our starters and our you know guys off the bench, and it's going it's going to bring some good competition that I think is necessary. And we're very deep, man. I think we're the deepest team in the league, to be honest. And because of that, we we have, like, an opportunity to really go deep in this in, in this in this season and, you know, knock on wood in the playoffs, man. I, I, I like where we are right now, y'all. All right. I like where we are too, and so you must have been super hyped watching summer league, and like I got, I wish I was next to <laughs> you watching Deuce like go. Oh yeah, <laughs> Deuce. League. Yes, I was. I was. Yeah, I was treating him like he was like Allen Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> because yo, yo, and, and the crazy thing is, it's not just because he. It's not about the points. It's actually not about the stats for me. I've been watching mm-hmm. basketball basketball so long. I can see through all that stats shit. Like honestly, for me, quickly stats was kind of empty. At points, I agree. We know he's gonna put up twenty a game in the summer league. He has to. Those guys may not touch a floor that he's going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there were certain things that Deuce was doing and how he was competing that I know it's gonna translate. You know what I mean? And Jericho also, it's gonna translate. So th- I wasn't as hyped because honestly, what Obi and quickly did, they were supposed to do. They had mm-hmm. like that's what you do when you're oh. in summer league. You know, yeah. and you're that you're the eighth pick. You quickly. For, to me, one of the best shooters in summer league. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was the guy. To, he was, you know, top mm-hmm. two shooters in the whole league. And he should be. And he should be, right, John? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't that hyped, but I, I like what I saw with Deuce. I like what I saw with Grimes the last two games. I And Jericho, if he gets time, man, he's... Because he has the build, you know? It's all about the muscle in the league, man. Like, And that's mm-hmm. why, at times, Mitchell would struggle or... 
New Orleans would struggle because they're just not they just not strong enough or have the, enough you know the firepower to, to to create a shot against a seven footer. But Jericho's good, man. So we'll see. We'll see. Yo, yo, Alex. Julito's been doing this thing, right? Where he what? keeps ignoring Obi, dude. He Because he has a problem with <laughs> yeah. Obi, dude. He has a problem with Obi, and he keeps going around him. He's mentioned, he's mentioned the entire roster uh, in the Summer League, and he keeps avoiding Obi because he doesn't like Obi. So, yo, Alito, no. right now, tell bring it to the court of Alex, yo. What do you got? What do you got? Tell us, tell us why. You hate Obi. Why would you get? He wants to get rid of him. I don't hate he Obi Toppin. I don't hate Obi Toppin. I just Obi it is. It's just like it's like you you know you got a kid right that you mm-hmm. really love. They're so sweet. They're so nice, but they just do stupid things sometimes. Right? You just like. Like, maybe it's your cousin's kid, and you love your cousin's kid, but he just always wants to actually do you got games on your phone. It's annoying. And it's just, I can't forget how I felt when I was watching him last year in his rookie season. But he was a young, he was just a young pup. Obi's 24. <laughs> I know, but he was Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> no, Obi's a grown man. Obi can rent a car right now. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, Maria. Maria, Maria. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a big, that's a big 25. Okay. <laughs> Obi's grown. I don't know. I, 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 I want, I'll say it. I've said it already. I'll say it again. I just want to be proven wrong. I like what I saw at the end of the season with Obi. I even like what I saw in the playoffs. I just think that Obi needs confidence. Obi needs another level of energy or burst to really. I think his second season will be, of course, way better because he'll. There were times out there, fellas, where I thought he was like shell shot. Where I thought he was yeah. caught in the moment. It was a little too big for him. He was. Yeah, you know, and, and and I just didn't like what I saw. Yeah. I like what I saw in the summer league, but again, you're the eight, number eight pick from last year. You should be doing this against guys who pro- probably will never see a floor. And if you look at when he went against when we when we went against Toronto and Scotty Barnes, he didn't do that shit against Scotty Barnes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's 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 I'm a little nervous. You know what I mean? But. I hope Obi proves me wrong. I'm gonna stop talking shit about Obi. This is the last time <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna talk shit about Obi. The last Done. podcast. Done. I'll add on to that though, but it's like you're right. And this to start off with Obi against Scotty Barnes. This is where people are saying, let's get some Obi at the small ball five. I'm just like, let's cut that right now. If Scott, if he, if Scotty Barnes is doing what he did to Obi Toppin, there's no way we're gonna watch Obi play small ball five. That is just that, and that during summer league too. Let's just cut that out right now. Right, uh, but. But that, but I agree. Like Obi last season, you saw it was like a deer in the headlights. He didn't have that confidence. He was kind of confused of what to do. But when Derrick Rose talked to him, say, "Hey, man, if you're not uh, contributing offensively, yo, just grab the boards, fight for every board that matters." And you saw that he got better at doing that. And this in this summer league, we saw I saw more confidence out of Obi. And maybe that's just because like, okay, you're going against 
rookies and some second year guys. So it's kind of like that high school mentality like when you're playing yeah. a sport, you know, like once you get bumped up to varsity, you still feel like the young pup yeah. when you're with everyone in your own class. Like, all right, I got this. I, 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 I'm, I'm, we're, we're, I'm amongst my peers. It's all cool. Uh, but no, I, you definitely see that with Obi. And I would want, I want to see what he's going to do this upcoming season because I think we're going to see, I think I agree with you, Julito, where I think he's going to be better. But I don't think that confidence is going to be fully there yet. I think it's not. We're not going to see that confidence probably until like year three, yeah. and maybe even like year four, somewhere around there. Because I think it just takes to be a four. Like you're, you're like even though it's new, where you're trying to be a stretch, you're trying to be more agile, run, and not necessarily be like what Julius is, which is a guy who can, even though Julius shot more this year, but being a guy who can body in the paint, that takes a lot of confidence and strength. And Obi doesn't necessarily have all that yet. So that's where, you know, if he's, unless he's going against someone like him, like someone who's his built, I can see him just like going up there, kind of like the Dwight Howard effect, where Dwight Howard is ready to go against everyone his size or lesser than. But once he sees, you know, someone who's way better than him, he's like, yo, uh, yeah, let's, uh, I don't know if I want to do all this action right now. I'm ready to go back on the bench, coach. Um, but I agree. It'll be interesting to see what happens to Obi, but I think he's just more of a guy who's going to be a slow, He's gonna be like a slow burn type of guy until we get to get the the full effect of him. He's just mini Amari, man. He just needs a point guard. Uh, yeah. saying, all, all I've yeah. been saying, I've been saying all last year. I was feeling the same way uh, you did, man. As soon as I was watching him, I was like, "What am I watching?" And I and like Alex was getting at me because he was like, "Yo, you're being too much." Because I was like, "He just he needs an off season. Like yeah. like he just needs an off season. He can't play right now." Yeah. And I'm hoping that he does something. But like that's what that's what that's my feeling on like Deuce like and Grimes like yeah like they're gonna be fine but how much of it is gonna be like Quickly's like ridiculous three pointers or is it gonna be more just like Obi like standing on the court not looking you know like they know what they're doing uh, and I, I've been asking let me ask you Holy though I've been asking this hypothetical uh, to everyone and since you were there uh, I assume were you at game one I, I was at game one yeah okay you're at game one too okay. So you were there just like me staring at that thing. And it, and it, and it oh, went this in. question. It went in. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. If Deuce is there and gets that sub in instead of Frank, like, is it a miss shot? Is it a little more contested? Like, is, are they, is it an easier shot? Like, what's going on there? No, I think regardless of who it is, to be honest, there's a high chance that it would have been the same result if you wait yeah. until... 20 seconds at the end of the game <laughs> to put your guy in. He's going to be... Listen, some of the best athletes in the world, they need to warm up. They need to be in the game for a bit to figure it out, to see the landscape, to, to get a feel of it. I just... I thought that was the worst coaching I've probably seen in NBA in five years, ten years, because <laughs> it was like, why? Just oh, yeah. go with EP at that point. Oh, yeah. I, and I'm... The, I don't even say that guy's name. <laughs> Y'all know I don't even say his name. But I was just oh, like, just yes. go with him because he, you just can't put Frank. And the the situation that bothered me is that we we didn't make Frank situational all year for for the most part. Yeah, I know we didn't. We do didn't that put all him year. in at any defensive yeah, point, exactly. Besides the Nets game, or it was maybe like one or two other instances. You had. 70s games to figure it out to, to make him that situational guy you didn't do it so I don't know if Deuce would have made a difference but I think Tibbs is gonna like Deuce a lot more than he liked Frank <laughs> and okay. by that okay. point if we need him to do to give us one stop at the end of the game he probably had played maybe 10 minutes prior or 5 right 
Mm-hmm. And that's a world of difference. I think it's a, it's too much pressure on a guy like Frank to 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 go in a game in the playoffs when Frank Frank hadn't reached the playoffs. That's Frank's first playoff yep. game. Yep, it's too much pressure for a guy to get a stop against one of the best offensive players in the game. Trey Young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Not a fan of Trey Young, y'all know it. So. I know, dude. Well, oh, I mean, that's like, a, we, we have to is? sit through it. <laughs> we have to sit through it, man. Like as much as I hate to say it, as well. Like we. We groomed this Reggie Miller. Like he, we made a we made a Reggie Miller type, and that's Trey Young, dude. What he did to us, game one, and you you were there, I was there, and then what he made us do, game two, like how we reacted to game two, and like we we can get into game two for a second, but like that that was because of like him walking off the court. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll see I'll see you in Atlanta, I'll see you all, all that, and then. The you know even like the the, the diss songs from Nick's Twitter right shout out to Papa Left start popping out, shout like, out Papa Left. and and that and that'll and that'll happen after like we closed down uh like the street right after that game it was it was pandemonium everyone was making fun of us right and funny story about that I actually saw you and you know all of Nick's Twitter Nick's Fan TV uh cp chris. Uh, papa left chris uh danny b was there mm-hmm. and i was there, I, I i like i've seen all of them i said what up and i didn't recognize you as you know because i didn't watch the wire we'll get we'll get into that shortly uh so i was just <laughs> like oh like what up like i think i recognize you like i just said what up we were just like cheering about the knicks whatever but i was with my friend mark and then like he was like whatever like he was acting sort of weird after that and then he like after he's like dude how do you know him so i was like oh <laughs> like you know like you know nick's twitter or whatever uh, you know, we're just like celebrating. He's like, dude, that's that's naming Bryce from the wire. I was like, oh, but I definitely know him. Yeah, the next, <laughs> and he's like, did you ever? Want? I was like, no, no. So like, what, what's your what's your what's your thought on that? Do you not think uh, Trey Young is like Reggie? And honestly, like, what were your what were your what was like your thoughts on like how the end how we acted end of game two? Like, do you think it was justified? I loved it. Okay, I loved cool. it. No, right, cool. for me, it was bigger than. A New York Knicks playoff win. It was New York City. It was humans that went through a year and a half of some of the worst moments we'll probably ever experience. God willing, right? <laughs> it was. It was. It was a moment for us to say we did it. You know what I mean? We here. Mm-hmm. We we get to. We're here. You know what I mean? We get to be <laughs> joyful. You know what I mean? We get to be happy. So there was. A, I had a blast, and I don't care who talks about us because. <laughs> At the end of the day, most of the people who come at... I have Atlanta Hawks fans coming at me. Like, y'all have not done anything since Dominique Bokin. Like, stop it. Like, are you serious? Like, the, most of Atlanta is filled with New York. New, people from New York. Yeah. Stop it. I, Sacramento Kings fans talking about us. Y'all need to not even have a conversation about basketball. First of all. Because if, if the Aaron Fox ever leaves, it's over. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is New York, and we have a... I, that was a moment for us to bask in the glory of all of what we've been through. And our team won a playoff game. It's been, what, seven years? Eight years, I, I believe? I know. Yeah. And the heartbreak, dude. The heartbreak from game one. Like, we were on such a low. Like, I couldn't, Come on, even, man. I couldn't even sleep, bro. If, if R.J. Barrett, if R.J. Barrett, what was it? Uh, someone hit a three in the corner. If R.J. Barrett gets to that corner three quicker than uh, a, 
a millisecond quicker. We win game one. We win game two. It's a completely different series. We did have a Ray Allen three. Firepower. That's all. But I didn't. I loved what what occurred. I was the one of the people who recorded when we hit five hundred for the first time, and everybody was going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love it, yo. How can you judge people who are diehard fans from turning up for their team? You can't judge that. Yeah, that's 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 idiotic to say. <laughs> yeah, don't celebrate. Yeah. I'm celebrating everything. I'm celebrating <laughs> when we win game the game the opener against the Boston Celtics. I'm celebrating Christmas Day victory. I'm celebrating. Judge me if you want. I don't care. I love that. <laughs> I love it because oh, I was there, so I agree. But like, I, I, just, want, I, just, want, I just want to see. What yo, wasn't that? Yo, John, was that not one of like the dopest moments you probably experienced as a Knicks fan? Dude, I had I had no intention of going home. <laughs> I had literally <laughs> no intention of going home. Like, even like I I got on like one of like the, I guess like some the whoever sent the video to Barstool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the guy was like standing like up, you know, like up on the stairs where mm-hmm. uh, I guess like you know CP and all them congregate. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was just up chilling before. You know, before we closed down the street for the fire trucks, I was just like hanging out in the back. I just wanted to watch. Like I was just like sick. I was like by myself. I was like just chilling, just like watching everything going on. Yeah. Uh, and like I, you could see me on the video, like just some kid, just like I was also wearing like um like a black a black Nick shirt, like it was black. Had like one of like the New York, so it doesn't even look like. Doesn't even look like you were at yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like watching. I'm just like my face. Is just People like, are what? banging on the MSG glass across <laughs> the street while they're doing the post game. It was it was nuts. That's what I'm saying. And like I remember, like the cops got so pissed at us because like the fire truck was kind of trying to go through. Like, all right, like now we have emergencies, guys. Like, imagine if the Knicks win championship. Dude, oh man, you saw it's a like, playoff series, bro. Just a, it was a playoff series because, like, I had tickets to Game Seven. I was ready for my heart to explode if there was a game. If there was a Game Seven, like, I was ready to like need actual like tranquilizers <laughs> to be able to make it through that game. <laughs> what you say, Alex? No, I was just gonna say like if if the Knicks win a championship, we also would happen to the Philly after the Eagles won a Super Bowl. It's gonna be worse than that. It's gonna be worse. absolutely worse yeah. than that. It's just someone's gonna, gonna go to the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> the fire off the lady's hand. Someone's taking the M off of the Madison Square Garden sign. It's gonna be crazy, and it's, so it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen soon. So, yo, someone will try to take the American flag off the Brooklyn Bridge that night. Come dude. on, man! Take that <laughs> shit off, man. It's, Come it's, on. It's, it's, I can't wait, man. I can't wait for that. I will be, oh, man. I I need to see. I need to see a championship, man. I was too young for the Yankees. Wasn't even around for the Jets. So, yeah. I need something. The Knicks. The, the I Knicks mean, now, you were seeing for the Giants. Young, I'm not Giants. I'm not a Giants oh, fan. I, okay, I get it. You need to be a fan of the team. Because I'm yeah, not a Giants man. fan like that either. But I was like, it was a moment for us. You know, was, I was happy that Tom Brady lost. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It was a moment I, for us. Listen, listen. Like, I, I, I went... And I was like, wow, imagine this was the Jets. Like, that's like, you know, I'm just like, wow. You know, like, I'm just like, this is how it looks. This yeah, is how it looks. Yeah, like, this is never going to happen. Huh? Like, I'm just like, what the hell? You know what the worst part is? This is how a Mets fan feels, like, every time there's a, you know there's the, a Yankees parade. The worst part is that I actually live in Boston right now. So, yeah. Uh, how dare like, you? Look, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, my my career paths led me out here. The love of my life is out here. So things happen along the way. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. But 
I'll tell you what the worst thing is that the law school that I attended was right next is on it's like parallel and a block over from where all the parades go down so i have to see the red Sox. i have to see the patriots i have to see every single and i've been here since 2014 so i have to see every single one i'm like wow are you kidding me i was like what the fuck is this man like i was like this is not real i'm like the giants like i couldn't even go to like the giants was like i was in college when they won the first one the second one i was like eh, thank you for doing it again i yeah. I won't go. I can't take off work for this. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's that's the most obnoxious thing. But getting back onto uh, the better team that's blue uh, with some more in it. <laughs> let's talk about uh, let's let's get into let's let's finish the free agency stuff because I know we kind of went off the, the haywire. So what what are your thoughts about like Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier coming on the team? Just to, just to wrap that up. Yeah, I love Kemba, man. I'm. I'm I've heard so many great things about Kimba, you know what I mean, in this in in his tenure at and uh, the Bobcats, and then <laughs> oh my god, right? like I've heard so many great things about him, and I'm so happy he's here. I yo, I wanted a guy who was a mature a mature point guard. You know, I didn't. I know Tibbs would his brain would have exploded <laughs> with like a rookie or like a oh, high head. This or, wouldn't happen. It wouldn't have happened, yeah. right? Because if it would, we would have had Kevin Porter Jr., right? But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Or Ubre. Or Ubre. We would have had either of them, but uh, we don't. I, I I know Tibbs wanted a mature point guard. I think that's what I wanted. And I also, like I said earlier, I wanted a, a point guard that can score. We got both. Of course, his knees is an issue. I mm-hmm. pray to God that his knees is. <laughs> yeah. All of our point guards' knees, bro. Him and Rose now. That's a problem. We're just praying to the knee gods. Praying for the knee I'm, gods. Put in a prayer for me, bro. I need. I, I need <laughs> My knee has been shaking, too. So at this point, all of our knees need some help. Um, but no, I, I love Kimba, and I think he's going to do well, man. Just that mentality he's going to come with. Coming, being a New York kid. See, that's the thing, right? Obi was born in Brooklyn. But he spent a lot of time elsewhere. Kimba's like a born and raised, thoroughbred New Yorker, you know. And I mm-hmm. think it's just gonna tra- it's gonna translate into your know, success. Mm-hmm. And then Fournier, I really like Fournier, man. I think he's a scrappy, you know, European guy who's like he loves New York already. He's been wanting to play here. He's very articulate and like intelligent. Like I love the fact that when you hear him talk, he knows the game. He knows what he's talking about. He knows how to, not necessarily how to win because he hasn't been in a lot of winning environments, but at the same time, he knows what it takes. And I think he's going to do well for us. And he's, at this point, we needed some guys that you can, even if you just put him in a corner, he's going to do more than just throw the ball up when, <laughs> yeah. at, at some point. Yeah, yeah. Even so, if you just give uh, me a head fake, just add Kevin Knox, bro. Just add him. You know what I mean? <laughs> just add Kevin Knox at this bro. point, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you if you get the ball in the corner and you're just an inch wider, that doesn't mean you always have to shoot the ball. Give me some playmaking. Give me a pump fake. But my issue too was last year we pump faked the hell out of that basketball. <laughs> oh, was, oh my god! I would be writing on Twitter like, if we don't stop pump faking, at a point they're gonna understand that we're gonna pump fake every play. <laughs> so I like the fact that we got some shot creators. Yeah, mid range, mid ranger. Come on, man. Yeah. We, yo, if you look at it, there was n- the only person on our team that could hit a mid range shot was Julius Randle. That's yeah. it. 
No RJ. one else would even take a mid range. Uh, RJ would take him and miss. Take those elbows. And so, and Reggie, <laughs> Reggie, Reggie would do it too, but he'd take those like long. Reggie's mid-range. was horrible. Reggie's was. That was like a three pointer for the most part. <laughs> he thought like real high in the air because he thinks it's a three in his in his brain. And quickly with his damn floaters. And I'm just like, bro. I, yeah, you're right. Everybody knows you're going to float the ball now at this point. So we got some real shot creators. And I, I just think it's an awesome job by our front office. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's been tearing on us up for years, bro. As a Knicks fan, you know. Oh man, it, look to finally get a Knicks killer in uh, in the orange and blue. That's <laughs> I want to see how that works. I really want to see. see how that, yeah. I really want to see how that works because if we uh, who is it? If we got uh, if we got Ross up in here too, that'd be too much. Too much. That's too much. If we got <laughs> Kelly Olynyk, oh my god, oh, oh my god. <laughs> Kelly Olynyk looks like Larry Bird when we play him, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Get all those guys. Like we need all those guys. Just we need one. one. All we need is one true Nick killer, and I'm fine with it. And he's from New York. Everybody else would have came here and averaged like two points a game. That's yeah, true. That's a, that, that's a fact. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had Kelly Olynyk on this team. You want to talk about pulling out your hair. Tid would be pulling out his hair. Kelly Olenek's hair. My hair. Yo, you my don't play no defense. The rim. <laughs> Yo, Olay out there. It's Olay. <laughs> Kelly Olenek plays no. We got the. That's the thing. Kimba's defense is not like the greatest. Mm-hmm. Evan's defense is not like superb. But they're just effort guys. And all I yeah. want is guys that give you some effort on a defense. Yes. You, not everybody's going to be the best defender in the world because you're playing against some of the best offensive players. Every night, Kimba's going to see some of the best point guards. Of Yo, if you look at the league right now... Oh, no. The point guards are crazy. Yo, half of the starting point guards are probably going to be Hall, Hall of Famers. Yeah, I know. So, at this point, we don't need you to... Yo, Steph Curry's going to get his. Westbrook's going to get his. Who else? There's Dame. just so many. They're, Dame, they're going to get theirs. Yeah. Just give me something on the offensive end. And we haven't had that in a while. And I think this is the year that we're going to we're going to do, do wonders with a, a scoring point guard. Yeah, side note. I, I always like get on. I always just like with people are like, well, my point guard is not a lockdown defender. I'm like, at what point do you need your – who's your point guard guarding outside of the point guard? <laughs> who? What point guard is a lockdown defender for real, for real? Marcus yeah. Smart, who's been a shooting guard oh, I can't last wait five years? He's finally going to play point that. guard? Honestly, that's why that's why Shea Alexander is like this like enigma because he yeah. was like he was like a yeah. defensive point guard. Like, oh, oh, we haven't had one of you since Chris Paul. Wait, but did <laughs> you that? see that uh, ESPN just put him as a shooting guard? He they listen, put him man. in the power rankings of sh- best shooting guard. Listen, yeah. listen, dude, ESPN just sponsored a team that doesn't exist. To play two <laughs> football games at high school this weekend, so I don't care where they're ranking shooting guards. I don't care what they have to say. That's a fact. That's they a are. They're, they're, you talk about inco- you think the Knicks are incompetent, bro? Oh my like, god! At least, we, at least we're signing NBA players, like, like that belong <laughs> to the NBA, like are NBA eligible. How didn't you know those grown ass men are not <laughs> high school football players? I'm so confused. Dude, and they were so bad, bro. I mean, and they, I were, the and they were trash. <laughs> Come on. God, awful. Um, but look, man, they're just a the content now. So <laughs> that's all it is. they put out their top 100. You're like, how the hell is Lonzo? Oh, that's like, exactly what they want. Lonzo higher than people. I'm just like, what? that's exactly what they want. That's exactly, they literally want that. RJ was on that list for the shooting guards, even though he's out small forward. But okay. Yeah. Uh, but he was on the list. So we give ESPN that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll give him that for sure. Let's let's keep it moving on though. We can we can slander ESPN all day. I love it. Uh, 
How about Mitchell Robinson, man? $44 million uh, potential extension that the Knicks are, are looking to offer him. Do you think, do you think that we get a deal done? I mean, that, that, if we get a deal done before the season, that would be, I would personally be shocked. I don't know how you, how, how do you guys feel? Same. I, I would be shocked. I don't know if they're ready to commit to him yet. And if anything showed you that, it's what's happening now. He, he's not, he does have an extension with us as yet, well, right? Well, so. dude, the deadline is beginning of the season. Right, coming up. That's coming up. Like, there's no, there's no time to trust him before. So, like, what are you, what are you waiting for? Waiting for to see how he looks in training camp? Like, I I don't even like the quote. The quote weirded me out with the unless it's not. We're willing to re-sign him if it's not crazy. Like, what? Who told you that quote? It's already capped. That's why it doesn't make sense. It can't be crazy. We can't say here's two hundred million dollars. It's literally right. So, (laughs) so just if they were really. In support of like Mitch in a in a very serious way, there wouldn't be no. If y'all notice, and I'm sure y'all have, there's nothing that comes out about this front office. There's no yep. news. Yep. They are like it's the Nacosta. Uh, was it Nacosta Nostra? What, what do you call it? <laughs> it's the Sopranos. I'm watching Sopranos right now, so I'll say <laughs> Tony and them. Right? Yeah, nothing yeah. comes out. They are they are the a legit. Organized crime business, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing comes out. So for that to come out about, unless it's not crazy, it, it, we, where we are willing, but... It's nonsense. Nonsense. It's, it's, it's nonsense, and I don't know, no, man. I, I love it. I have to see Mitch play at least, like, 20 Same. So, to, so, so what are you going to do? You're going to let him play it out and be a restricted? Are you restricted after this? I think I think you got to let him just play until like the halfway point of the yeah. season, see if you want to trade him or not, and that's where you start to think about. The, I'm with the, the restricted. I'm actually with the restricted. Let's see what if nobody's going to offer him out an outrageous number. Nobody is going to be that crazy to give Mitchell Robinson twenty million a year. Anything I, I under know, fifteen, he deserves. To be honest, just give him the extension, and then I think it's a tradable contract. I just, I just think they want a discount. They do. That's, I, that's I, what it is. They just don't want to sign the full. They just like, yo, come on, bro. And, and you've, been, you've been injured. You've been in foul trouble when you came back. You had six good games, and you got injured again. There was a different injury. Like, give us a discount, man. Come on. Like, and like, you know, and like do you, but but do you blame? And like, I don't blame the Knicks for saying, hey, we want a discount. Like, look, your yeah. previous record. Like, we've seen. Like, I remember, like when he first came into the league, he was like one of the most. He had the highest PER of all the rookies. He's I had the he highest took a year off, shooting though. percentage. Huh? He took a year off before college. Like he, yeah, he, before yeah, yeah, college. He's yeah, out yeah, a year. Yeah. So we're, we yeah. were ready to. We're like, all right, fine. Like second round pick, come through. So like, you know, but always, always, like, it's always an issue, bro. Even from yeah. the beginning. Six agents. There's a lot going on. Yeah. There's, like, there's so many red flags. And it's like, I don't think this is all him. You know, I don't think this is all on Mitch himself. I think he's just a, a kid still growing up because he hasn't truly had that guidance. That's just that's yeah. how I'm just reading it. I'm yeah. not saying that he is. That's just how I'm reading it. But I, if I'm the Knicks, I'm like, whoa, like if we want to give you an extension, here's the deal. Like here, here's what we think we can give for you because you're still tradable. We're still worried about your injuries. We're worried about like your production on the court. We saw we got a good sample size from you last season on what you could right. do on the court with some actually good coaching. Let's see if you can replicate that again. Be healthy for a full season, and we can reward you with this minimal contract. I don't know, and you know, like my thing is like with we always hear like oh they signed a contract and like we f- we feel like nothing can ever be restructured. Contracts can be restructured. They like they Thank really want to be like that type of those type of front office uh, guys, and we've seen that. Well, they see what we did for Julius. They saw how they they worked with like Fournier and everybody. How they brought everyone else back and paid them. Like I don't necessarily think Alec Burks is you know worth the amount of money that he got, but they did him justice because. 
Hey, he performed by Caesar. Same thing with Noel. He, he supported and created a, a, a new narrative for the Knicks. Yeah. And you yeah. gotta be if you got guys on the team that are creating and helping this new journey. You gotta pay them. You have yeah. to 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 tell a Bradley Bill this is how we work. This is what we do. To tell a Zach Levine this is what we do. You can't help have these guys do what they did for us last year and then not pay them. That just, it doesn't work. But if you don't mind, as far as the the Mitch situation, he's coming off of, I believe he had two injuries last year. Yeah, it was different. One was a foot. Yeah, one was his foot and the other one was the, the hand. The, the hand, yeah. right? Two injuries last season. Um, but freak accidents, right? Yeah. Freak accident. Um, he's super immature. He can't uh, create a shot for himself, and he was undrafted. They want to fuck. Oh, well, we drafted him. They were, uh, no, excuse me. Last second, he was the last second pick. round pick. Yeah, second the, pick. The second last round. pick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, undrafted, but who? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tomato, tomatoes. <laughs> uh, Leon Rose wants a deal. He's not want to give yeah, that exactly. guy right. eighteen million dollars a year. Right, Fifteen yeah. million dollars. He wants a deal. And yeah. I think that's what they're waiting on. And he's going to get it or no? You get the deadline's the season. We're not going to talk to you before the end of the season on this pod. So what do you got? You got you to give, give it to us right now. Will Mitchell Robinson get an extension? Will he get yeah, an before extension the before starts. the season starts? Yeah. I don't think so. Alex, what do you got? I don't think so either. Although I, I would be, I'd be, I forget what we said because we discussed this not too long ago. I, I would yeah. like for him to yeah. get that extension to like get it off the table and not have this looming yeah. issue. And I think it's, you can still get a tradable contract, even if it's at the 54 million, like the max that they were talking about. If they get him for 44, that's a very tradable contract for Mitch yeah. because what he's, what you're selling him on is like the potential of saying, all right, hey, look, we got this guy. Look how he is. Like when he had some actual coaching, he didn't have actual coaching for the first two years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had two freak injuries. If he has like a, a normal injury again this season, you're like, how many times is it really going to happen? I would like, I can argue saying, look, the first season he played 81% of his games, right? He played over 60 games. Second season, he played a majority of them. Only missed, I think, six, even though that was a COVID season. Mm-hmm. This yeah. season, you could say, hey, freak it, two freak injuries. It happens for people, but then they come back and they play most of their career, like play more than 60 plus games. So that's what you would sell them on. I think for that type of contract, I'd like to see it. I don't think it happens though. I don't think he's, I don't think he's justified. I don't think he's justified it to even get the extension right now because it's such a small sample size. It's cool to get blocks. It's cool that he's freakishly athletic. It's cool that he can guard guys on the perimeter. Like the, the theory of Mitch is what is the most intriguing thing about him is that he is a seven footer who is agile athletic now he put on some weight and you're like what can this guy like we're all that that's what we're all salivating in the mouth like if this guy puts it all together we are golden like absolutely golden at the five like lock him in but we just don't have that yet we we don't know he's not gonna and i would cry if like if he does become good and we give him a rudy gobert contract i you would find me crying on the floor like what have we just done i I think the worst thing that happened for us was that robert williams getting that deal with the celtics oh yeah what do you get like 10 million a year 11 yeah the worst thing that could happen because now he actually he actually has a a trait some trait some some bait to say i'm your starting center this guy's never started a game. He started maybe ten games. Look what he got. And look at that one. That, that's interesting because I think if you're Mitch, you're also like, yo, look what happened to Jared Allen. 
Remember every day it was me versus Jared Allen, me versus Jared Allen. This boy is making hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm just trying to get half of that, man. That's my max. So I, I, to be honest, guys, I think Mitch is going to sign. I think we're going to extend them before the season, even if – and it goes a little bit to – I think, Halita, I'm going to use, like, one of your points as one of my premise because mm-hmm. – the fact that, like, yo, we're going to pay you now, and it's sort of going to, like, equal for this year's books already. You know what I mean? It's going to yeah. count for that. We're going to, like, count. That, like, and this is an off year for the Knicks anyway, in my opinion. Like, we don't care if we, like, get far, if we lose. I think, like, soon it's going to start mattering. Yeah. Like, dude, we have to start. Like, this is a playoff. You know, this yeah. is like a We're not in a win-now mode yet. We're not uh, yet. Dude, and I think not. that we could, like, sort of use this extension. And then, like, if not, we could trade him. Rick Carlisle will take Mitch Robinson. I promise <laughs> you. Next year, in two years. Dude, he will take him. I promise you. No matter where Rick Carlisle is, he will take Mitch Robinson. I will bet my life. Where's Rick at in, uh, in Indiana? Yeah, he's Indiana. Indiana now. I'm telling you. He is, he will take I know. I agree with you because I want worried. Miles Turner. I'm, I, you want I, Miles Turner? Ooh. I want Miles, man. Ooh, Alex, what do you got? What do you got to say about that? I find that very. I mean, we we. I, I I'm interested. I I've, I've had Miles yo. Turner. I've had so I'm many. You got him stuttering. But you got him stuttering here, because here's the thing, Miles Turner. <laughs> it's like it's another thing. It's like the theory all over again. I'm like in the theory of Miles Turner. I'm interested in the price tag that comes with it. I'm like. That's the only thing that. What's he getting? Twenty million? For only two years. Yeah, he got he got he got what four years, eighty million. Yeah, but it's only two more years left. This one and next, so you're kind of like on a short leash with that too. So like, it doesn't work out this year, next year. But you got to the thing is you got to pay guys too. Like I, it depends on who yeah. we who we ship out and bring guys in, how you fill up that roster spot. And I I can't do the mental gymnastics yeah, to sure. even think about yeah. who you'd want and who would be a free agent then. But to just just like gut instinct to think about twenty million. For center coming in, who is behind Sabonis? Sabonis is a beast. That's that's t- that's tough to swallow, man. That's yeah, really yeah. tough to swallow to think. You about. think they're gonna play them together this year? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, probably. It's, to, John, to John's I'm point, scared of the Carl, pieces, I was like, bro. "Yo, we got a center now. He's getting out there. <laughs> <laughs> now you're playing. Go play. <laughs> Go stand." That other guy was like, "Stand there with your hands up, bro. Don't exactly, do nothing else, dude. Exactly. Just stand there, get the rebound, and give it to Sabonis. He's gonna shoot threes like dirt. Exactly." Yeah, and they, Levert's nice there too. I think they're going to be solid, actually. Yeah, I don't want to give Indiana any uh, any. All right, that's fine. That's, eh. fine. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Brogdon's going to probably be injured. <laughs> Brogdon will be injured, and I like Cancel. how cool. Levert will play some, and they'll be injured. Right. <laughs> I like how uh, IQ and Duarte got some beef. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. That's true. They got I some like beef. That. I like it. That's I like true. it. That's so, true. True. want to talk about AARP for uh, for a rookie? <laughs> <laughs> That's an old man right there. That's a grown man. Obi's looking at him like, God damn, bro. You how old are you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. To, to, let's cap off this Knicks talk, and then I really want to get into some wire questions. Who, who, what do you think? What do you got for the prediction for this upcoming season? How many wins you got for this team? Okay, I said it the other day. It made my hands sweaty, but I'm, I'm sticking with it. I say, I say – we get 53 wins this year. Holy shit. <laughs> so let, me get some, let me get some context on my predictions. Please. Last year, I was the only person in my immediate people to say we would get 40 wins. The only person that we even predicted that we'd go to the playoffs. So, in that fact, because I knew we, we got Tibbs, I... I knew that we had a team that was going to progress and not regress when it came to Tom Thibodeau. And now that Tibbs actually has a team that works well with his style of coaching, 
The sky's the limit. I'm going with 53 and I'm sticking to it. I'm not putting no money on it, but I'm sticking with 53. <laughs> yeah, since you guaranteed the the 40 win, over 40 wins last season, now you got 50. If that's the case, man, I need you to tell me uh, what the winning model numbers are after this. Well, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> It was about to turn into a lost episode. Drop <laughs> <laughs> the numbers on it. Oh God, uh, John, what do you what do you got for yourself, man? I mean, I just want Halito to be right. Can I just can I, can I do that? No, I, I mean, I was capping at like forty seven. Uh, but but I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with fifty. I'll, I'll take a fifty burger. I'll be, that that could be my number. Uh, you know, give me. 50. I'm gonna be honest. I had fifty. But I was looking at our run at the end, our last like six, seven games. Mm-hmm. There's two bad it. stretches. There's two bad two. road stretches. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Before that. Yeah. But at the end, I believe we play. We play like the Cavs in like the last four games. We play Toronto, who probably won't be playing for anything. We play some really bad teams at the end mm-hmm. that may get us that 53 hump. Just off of either. Players resting their players or players not being that good, and we going, we trying to like end on a on a on a bang. That's okay. why I'm giving a fifty-three. It's really like and, a fifty though. Right. By, by end on a bang, you mean Tibbs is just not resting anybody? Yet. Not resting <laughs> anybody. That's the thing, dude. Kim was playing thing, thirty-eight man. minutes, game two games before the playoffs. <laughs> That's what we learned, bro. That's what we straight up learned, yo. He and like if Tibbs wants to be the Peyton Manning. Of the NBA, then so be it. Give me, give me that fifty burger and like let us die out in the playoffs. I'll let us die time. out in the playoffs. We made it. Listen, <laughs> yeah. we made it. You can't take the playoffs away from us. We made it. Yeah, Kimba twisted his ankle because it's so bad. Oh God, man! But we died on the court. We died trying, baby. We made the playoffs. Yeah. We let Deuce play thirty minutes in the game one of the playoffs because Kimba's knees hurt. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take that too. I'm with you. Oh man, I'm gonna have to be the. I guess I'm the conservative one. I well, John, John, you said 47, right? I'm gonna go. I, I think I've said 48, 49 around there. I think it was. I'm taking 50, that, baby. I'm, I'm taking 50. 50. Okay, I'm, 50. 50. I'm on the 50. John, I'm holding. I'm holding this shit to you. I'm on the 50, baby. I'm on the 50. Oh, keep 50 man. all year. When we go on an eight game losing streak, I'm keep right 50. Here. I'm about to buy a share. This is 50. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What you got, Alex? You said 48? I'm, I'm going to go with a, a firm 48 uh, okay. just because I feel like, ah, man, I got I got to account into, like, guys being hurt. Like, I'm, that's the way I'm thinking. Like, when I'm looking at, like, Kemba, think about Kemba specifically. Like, the only way I feel like we're getting – like, Kemba is going to miss some games just because of his yeah. knee arthritis. I feel like that – like, he's going to be playing a lot better than he did last season, in my opinion. No, of course. He got rushed. He got rushed into the season and wasn't even aware of it. I think that's on record from from what I heard. I, I've heard that from numerous sources. So that's that, he's really the one because he's going to be the catalyst. He's the starting point guard. Like the second unit is going to do its thing, and then you know if you have to bump up D Rose to the starting unit if Kemba's missing time, or you have to bump up IQ is do like I love what Deuce did during summer league. Am I going to say that he's going to that's automatically translated into uh, the NBA? It's kind of hard. If it is, yo, I will be jumping out windows. If I see Deuce just like. Giving it to people on a nightly basis, and it's like we're okay. You will find me outside every freaking building in New York City dude, screaming, dude, probably he, being he, naked, just running around the street, <laughs> like so excited because that's what's <laughs> even his ability. Two to in care. a row, two years in a row, we got a top rookie. Just like late in the draft, I'll be going wild, yeah. Bro, wild even, with it. With even wild. his even his ability to care would be like a, a mountain 
mountaintop achievement. Like you, how remember you screaming about Alfred Payton just sitting on the bench, Alex, from regular season games? Like Polito, do you remember how he was looking? Like I will never forget. I screenshotted that shit, bro. Like (laughs) he was annoying my soul, bro. He'd be on the every time he get off the bench. He'd get off the floor, he'd go to the very far end of the bench and just stare at the team yep. in, like, agony. So anything is better. Anything, and, like, dude, like, I, so I had, uh, I'll be honest, for game two, I had terrible seats. I was, like, I was like in the 200s, but all the way up in the back. So I was, like, watching everyone go nuts. And, like, oh, you had all these people, you had all the staff, you had all the players, and everyone's going nuts, energy everywhere. And the one human being that's caught catching my eye that just, like, Literally, like, I don't know, does, yep. he have, like, does he have, like, an aura around him of just, yeah. like, walking up and down the court, slowly yep. walking? Through, like, how do you even slowly walk? Like, I'm, I'm like, yeah. running around, like, in circles. Like, you know, like, I don't we, know. We, uh, to be honest, not to cut you off, but to be honest, we don't have any Achilles heel on this team this year. That's what I'm saying. Dude. That's going to change yeah. the game for us tremendously, bro. We don't have any player that's like a wild card. That's like, Mitch is just like maybe annoying to, to his teammates probably because he's just so immature and he wants to joke all day. And he's Derrick Rose is not joking with Mitchell Robinson. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not going on the Mitchell Robinson block party show, right? Like, he's not doing that. But, Rick oh, Gardner. We we have no Achilles heel. This yeah. it looks like they're gonna they're gonna make a name for the bench, like you know, that. the bench mob. Like IQ and Grimes are gonna hang out. Like we have a team that's like a fully thought out thought out team, like a foundation team. It's gonna change the game for us. A lot of teams don't have that. A lot of teams have though. This player gets paid too much. This why why like you know I, t- I brought up the. Atlanta Hawks with the Sharif Cooper deal. Like, yep. Sharif Cooper wants to be the starting point guard. Like, yeah. you know, he has oh, that mentality. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be the guy. Davian Mitchell wants to be the guy uh, over De'Aaron. De'Aaron wants to leave. Buddy Hill wants to leave. Yeah. DC is weird. Uh, <laughs> like, is weird? Like, it's just a weird team. It's like, who are we? They got KCP who's going to act like he's like the LeBron of the team. It's going to be very weird over there. Like, every team has something that's just like a little weird. Issue, yeah. Knicks don't, man. And that's going to change. That's going to be the difference maker for us, man. That, that's a fact. I mean, if we look at every single player, every single we see team. The vi- we see the videos of like Quentin Grimes getting hyped and just putting work in this offseason. Deuce McBride, IQ, Obi. Like, all these guys are working. Like, all these guys, like, fuck the Ball is Life website. That is the New York Knicks. Ball is Life is the New York Knicks. That's all these guys are Julius Randle working out. We hear, we see everybody talking a- about working out. Alex, Denny took a small deal. So it's not like he's getting paid. 35 million a year for people to judge it and be like he's not a 35 million julius for what he got he deserved he's getting yes. what is it 21 20 he he deserves that deal so it's like look at la westbrook down they, they ain't gonna know who to give the ball to boston they just mad because they ain't doing nothing in the play every single team has something that has you that that can be a cancer in the locker room we don't yeah no that's a, that's a fact that is true culture building uh, and yo, know, like when you talk about Boston, it's so funny because, like, being out here and having this, people are so <laughs> weirded out by the Celtics. They have, they no are, it's a very like, weird team. It is, it is, it is, it is like, just like, yo, when you think and about Canada, Canada, baby, Schroeder, and his cancer can't choose between Portland and Boston, that's just weird. You got Jason Tim and Jalen, Jalen Brown's probably like, am I on the hot seat? Am I getting traded for Damian Lillard? What's going on here? I have no idea. They, they're making Marcus Smart their point guard this year. 
that is the weirdest thing I ever thought. That's like, so weird. And I know there's some people who are like in the camp like this should have happened years ago. I'm like, what? I don't know. I was like, no in, sense. in what world it's should this no man be a star? Sense. If you watch, like he has improved in shooting, but he is not a shooter, man. He is just. Bro. It's not. I can't. I can't. And then I mean, we didn't even talk about the team that's across the bridge. We don't mention that team. Just drama. Hitting me. That's just drama. <laughs> They're the epitome of like confusion. Like we don't even know if they even like each other. For real. For real. It's it's every team has an Achilles heel. If you think about it, we really don't. The only thing that's hovering over us is the Mitchell Robinson deal, and it's either going to happen or not. At the end of the day, he was the last pick of the draft. <laughs> All right, he moved up. He was he went from undrafted to the last pick. Was, there we go. <laughs> At the end of the day, like if if that's our only gripe in the entire uh, season, are, I think we're gonna be successful. To be honest, right. that and injuries and injuries. Yeah, injuries is our only thing. But I feel like New York gods are gonna put something on Kimba's knees. Yeah, we're praying to like, New gods. He's gonna to play like guys. seventy-seven <laughs> games this year. We're gonna be like, <laughs> you gonna the, look fat, like the fat Joe's gonna bring him to the DR. Yep. Whatever, he's gonna, gonna look like Gaucho's <laughs> Kimba Walker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Kennedy Yukon Kimba Walker. You know? I love that. Oh, I love man. that. I love yo, that. if that happened, oh my god, I these are just dreams. These are just dreams. Remember this conversation, y'all. Remember this conversation. It's now imprinted in the interwebs forever. Pin this. <laughs> you know how that goes, man. Word up. Word up. <laughs> pin this. Pin this. But I, yo, Julito, I love the Knicks. I love talking to Knicks, man. This is this is this is great, man. But we can't we can't let you go before we get on some the wire topics, man. Come okay. on, because I have to. Add, I have, there's so many. I love the show. Actually, I got so this is this is this, I gotta give you the story. So we started this. I I didn't like I knew about the wire, but I didn't get the intrigue to the wire until I went to law school. My buddy, my roommate, uh, he started watching it, and he does like it's like every half like year, every year that he has right. to like rewatch the entire show all over again. So he has it on, like watching. I'm like, man, this is moving really slow. I'm like, I'm very like I'm a yeah. very active person. I like I, I play I play basketball like, three four times a week. I have to be doing something. I have yeah. to be moving. Like that's that's just my person. I have to be doing something. And so then I saw my other buddy. He was watching the wire too because he's actually from Baltimore. I'm like, all right, this is this is generating some intrigue now. Meet my fiance. She's like, you know, we need to we should watch the wire. I'm like, okay, we gotta watch the wire now. The fiancés always do it. They always <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's watch the wire. So we started watching the wire while I was in law school. We got to season, we started season three, but unfortunately things just like got so hectic with our yeah. lives, it came on pause. Now quarantine comes along, mm. we finish it. And it is the, wow. I got to tell you, like season, because we start with season three, finished, it is the most, the writing is just phenomenal. The storytelling is just phenomenal. Like the acting is just on another level. The, 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 the realness to the situation is just on another level. Just like from, from where I am, I'm from like White Plains, but I worked in Mount Vernon. Yeah. So I, I, I got to see like, some of the similarities that was going on in the war in that in that air in that area, and I'm just like, wow, this is so relatable. Like, there's so many truths to this. Like, such a phenomenal show. Damn. So I wanted to start. I just want to start off like that. So I recently finished the wire. Like, what was it 2020? Like, what was yeah. it? Yeah, not even a year so, ago, right? Not even yeah, a year. Yeah, not not like. Well, I guess yeah, about about close to about a year. A little bit over a year ago. Um, okay. that that we finished it. So just want to give you that premise. But I got I got to start off, man. Like. How did you like? What is your? I guess just to start off, what what is your thought on like the entire wire, the 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 series, the everything that went into it? What what is your whole thought on the wire? Yeah. Um. First off, thank you 
for even jumping in on it, at, you know, during a tough time for all of us, you know. Uh, it was interesting that HBO, like, did an article or someone did an article mm -hmm. about, like, The Wire, like, rising in viewership over the quarantine. Mm -hmm. So pretty cool that everybody got to connect with it. Uh, nah, man, I, I, I'm just grateful, you know, to be a part of something that people love so much. And I honestly, when I talk about The Wire or, I, or I, I, when I even watch it, I, I watch it from a perspective that I'm not in it. You know, I'm just a fan mm -hmm. of good work. Um, and it was, it's timeless, man. It's something that, you know, you don't need to redo because it's still, you know, relevant. It's still here. They're still having debates with like shows that came out last year about, oh, is it as good as The Wire? Is it right? Like, and to be a part of a show where you're still talking about it and it's been off air for 15 years, right? Like we don't, mm -hmm. there's a, a few shows that, there's a lot of shows that are the, once they're off TV, you may talk about it for a year or two, maybe even five years, but 15 years later, you know what I mean? That's huge. And I'm just grateful, man. And I, I'm glad everybody loves it and they connect to it. And, you know, it's necessary. It's necessary TV, man. And I actually don't even think it's it's, it's television. I just think it's it's life. It's like watching a true reality show because, unfortunately, that's how our world looks, man. Our systems look the way that the the wire, you know, speaks about the systems. Our schools, they are ran the way, uh, uh, you know, season four school was run. Um, you know, I love the fact that it gave a voice to the voiceless. You know what I mean? It didn't, it didn't pigeonhole people. It showed the, the, the a full person from a drug dealer to an addict all the way up to the mayor. Right. And to politicians mm -hmm. all the way up to school teachers. And, you know, it just showed people in, this, in their entirety. And I think if, if you if you watch the show and you feel connected, it's because it's about you. It's about us. And I just I'm grateful that everybody still loves it and talk about it still to this day. No, I think that's a great point. Like everyone can feel connected to it. I think everyone can feel connected to it. Well, not just because of like the like the social injustice that we saw with George Floyd last year, but. We see, I think, even with some element, like in your own community, you see something along those lines, right? Whether it's officers not getting paid or the corruption in the police department or it's the corruption or the, the underfunding of the school district. Or maybe it's how the mayor is like directing funds and what their priority is and that the mayor is just worried about reelection than rather getting their job done or, you know, going all the way down to like the drug dealer and what their mindset is and like how things yeah. are, how things are moved, how things are going along. And just to like your average day workers at the docks, like they're just trying to make, you know, have a honest living wage, but they have to do a little bit more in order to make in just a little wage. Yeah. So I think for everyone, it's just for the, just for the American people, like, I think it can touch so many lives because at some point you had to see that you probably know somebody who has gone through that or has experienced that. Yeah. And especially for me, like my family is like so ingrained in public school system. So like mm. I got to see like what happens when you don't have, you know, teachers getting the funds and you have kids who are left back or you see these talented kids who just don't have the resources, the you know, resources, my sister, yeah. she, she was a guidance counselor in the Bronx for a second alternative uh, high school. So she had to work with those type of students, you know, students who are not privileged enough to have laptops during quarantine, who couldn't go on zoom meetings. And you're like, it was just wow. like a struggle to get them all this technology just so that for them to attend, or even learn, attend class or even know how to work it. If, yeah. if they got it for free, mm -hmm. yeah. that's right. Like it's, yeah, it's deep. No, so like I think for for everyone, like 
it, it can touch on so many lives. And that's what I, I, I love about The Wire. And to move on, like, I, I just like, I think the, the one thing that I have to, because my fiance wanted me to ask you this question. And she wanted, because she, <laughs> cool. she pointed out, she pointed out to the me. Boss, the, boss, the boss, the boss, the boss. The boss lady had to come through and had to give me the question to ask. She yeah. was like, did you notice that? Because she, you know, she noticed that the women in each role, like, they weren't necessarily like the most sophisticated or the most educational, like minded, but she, she pointed that out. She's like, how come every woman, you know, doesn't, isn't like one of the men who are like savvy or just know how to do that. So yeah. for the most part, so I mean, I'm going to ask you that. What do you, what do you think about that process? Like, what do you think attributes? Yeah, I, I think, I think you, there were moments, listen, no show is perfect. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think there were opportunities where they dropped the ball on. Right. Mm-hmm. I did love Kima's character um, yeah. because in her workforce, in her workplace, she was like the boss. She taught people things. She was like a leader amongst the men, right? Then at home, right, she kind of faltered. So I do think there were moments where we got to see women shine, but I, I honestly agree with her. I think they dropped the ball in some instances just because it was a different time. Yeah. Unfortunately, at that time, we weren't really there wasn't enough conversation being had about women and their opportunities and, and how, and we weren't doing our best as men to empower women. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially at that time, even, you know, and shout out to Nina Noble. She's one of the producers amongst the, the rest of the guy, you know, the guys, <laughs> all the executive producers and the guys. And, you know, she was like a very stern and like Nina scared me, yo. She was like on point. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, so so I think we could have done a better job maybe at just empowering our women characters. But, yeah, at the same time, we just it's not perfect. And, you know, with a male dominated show, you know, they it's only but so much you can do in an hour. But I just think I love that, you know. We're learning these things and these conversations mm-hmm. are being had and these uncomfortable mo- conversations are, are the, in the lead, right? Because now we can see what we did wrong and, and things are shifting. And like, you know, we got, I think next Black Panther is about to be oh, yeah. Shuri, but you know what I mean? Yeah. From the comics, yeah. because yeah. her character was, right? Then she yeah. turned into like mm-hmm. a Black Pantherish kind of character. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the fact that we are empowering women and supporting their facts because it's necessary for sure so boss lady i got you and i see it won't happen again it won't happen again not if i'm creating if i'm creating some something i'm i'm creating strong powerful women characters and you know i'm sure david and 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 ed and those guys you know they they've looked at it and, and noticed it and i think they did a good job on their uh the latest effort they did with the deuce it was like a two, three season show, but they had some really strong, powerful women. So they're they're learning as well, I'm sure. For sure, and I'm not like, of course, nothing's ever perfect, right? Like, yeah, look, we we, we I'm not going to try to get too political on this show, like except for this had, podcast, this podcast, except for this, right? except for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, when you watch The Wire, you can't, you can't help but get into the politics because that's it's ingrained. it's a political it's, show. It's, it's, a, it's a political yeah. show. Like you it, yeah. you can't help but but talk about it, but yeah. you know. I, like of course nothing's perfect uh, it's not necessarily a complaint it's just like a, an acknowledgement like hmm did, have you heard this? And it's like of course like at that time like you're not expecting that right I mean I guess not expecting that but it wasn't like who's making the room for the most part like you point out Julito like yeah so it's not it's not a fault it's just 
it, it was what it was then. And That's it's just, it's, it's the conversation out. of the time. Yeah. It just wasn't pushing a woman empowerment movement like how it is yeah. now. I love that we're talking about mental health. We're talking about yes. women and their traumas and what they're experiencing. The Me Too movement, all of these different experiences are now in the forefront when it should have been because Absolutely. it affects us all all the time. So I love that. There there are moments where we've seen a shift and you know, I nobody everyone was flawed in the wire though. That's the thing. Yes. Everyone was yeah. flawed. Yes. Everyone had a moment where they like showed that they were human and you know. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty about the show, right? Everyone showed that they're flawed and like everything has its flaws. So I, I love that they're they're progressing though and that we're getting more lead and strong female female like yeah. role women actors and more strong women like roles in, in shows yeah. but uh, another question i have for you though on, on the wire is you know how, how did that all start how did it all start to begin with really like yeah. um like how did you get to how did you find out about the part of playing uh name and bryce like how, how were you like headhunted where did you like did you just audition like how, how'd that come about yeah, um, it was kind of a seamless process, to be honest, because I was already working in the industry. I did, I had did a, a kill in the B prior to that. I did a bunch of spots on like Law and Order, a bunch of different things, Miracle Boys. And I just went on a regular audition. You know, I tell this story all the time, but I'll say it for you, for you guys listeners. A week before I did the Wires audition, I was at a different audition and they gave us like a questionnaire to answer for some reason at the audition. It was so weird, but they they wanted to get to know the actors or whatever. So they wrote like one of the questions was, what's your favorite TV show? And at that time, I'm like, I don't watch TV. Like, I'm uh, like outside. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I, so I asked my mom, I'm like, what should I put? And she's like, put the wire. And I was like, what is that? And she's like, listen, if this show ever has kids, it's gonna it's gonna be she she knows the vision baby she knows the vision right and i was like okay and then a week later i get the wire so i'll give a different part of the story that i haven't told anyone is that so i went on the um wire the first wire audition maybe i went on like two auditions at this point and i was at an audition for something else and i saw an actor kid i knew he was walking down the street and he was like yo julito congrats and i was like on what? He was like, yo, I heard you got the wire. Mind you, I'm still in the audition process. Yeah. And he's like, yo, I heard you got the wire. Congrats. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say I did it. Of course. Yeah, of course. That old thing. Yeah, so I guess word around the street was already, like, maybe he spoke to his agent because he probably auditioned. It yeah, was, yeah. Sometimes you hit your agent up like, yo, did you hear anything back? Did they yeah. say anything? And maybe as you know, as people told him, they were interested yeah. in me. So it was, a, it was one of those processes where it was like, you know, you go in the in the ring, basically. You go in like a it's a marathon, man. You going up against that first initial audition. You're they're probably auditioning like thousands of kids. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. It's the lead yeah. series where you're going to be in thirteen episodes, and you're one of the leads. Like they go on a very thorough audition process. But you know, I think when I went in there very, from the very first moment, I think David Simon was like, "That's naming." I, I, you know, I truly believe that because yeah. just what I saw, the essence of naming, and I didn't understand yeah. this as a kid, but now looking back and when I watch it, I'm like, damn, like, I don't know who could have played that kid, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. and, and honestly, it's I, 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 like I said, I watch it like it's not me. 
you know what I mean? But that's the coolest yeah. part, bro. That's a, like yeah. sorry, that's what I I've never watched The Wire, right? So a couple things on that, but like the first thing is every time I listen to you talk about it, I'm like, I've never heard. It's very rare where like, the, yeah. especially someone that's like forget making any kind of content or any kind of media want to listen listen back, but like on a show that like, you're the main character of like you want to watch it and you talk about it and you like it like on purpose like nobody's paying yeah. you to talk about it like you know what i'm saying yeah. and like that mm-hmm. for me is is crazy and like you know that it's like you don't have to say like we all know that it's like part of the upper echelon right like you hear mad men you hear the wire you hear sopranos breaking, you hear bad. breaking bad exactly breaking you hear bad. all these shows like together game of thrones was off that already because it didn't end well so it, like it's already it's a, it's, it's Wait, above why that. did you do that just now john you didn't have to that. bring up game of thrones it's above <laughs> that you said four shows and then you like exactly but i'm letting you know like that's what I'm saying. it's like game it's of like, thrones why it's like, it's like <laughs> not even it's like not even a thing i know dude, it hurts i know it hurts it hurts everybody. But I'm oh, saying like that's so so. Yeah, um, yeah. I get it. I, no, I, I agree. I agree. That's 100. how crazy it is. Like that's how like you know that that's big props to the show. So for me personally, did, let me ask you real quick. Did you, are you watching Surprise? You just mentioned this. I am. I'm are on you watching episode. for the first time? I'm watching for the first time. I'm on okay. episode seven of season one. Yeah. Okay. 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 So I I have to make the decision during quarantine. You know what I'm gonna start. It just happened to be that I chose the Sopranos. Okay. Uh, it's it's, so, good. It's, so so but but. Now that we've gone through this Knicks journey together, especially the game two outside, yeah. Now that the, it's time, it's the, time, the, sir. Especially the way that you talk about, it, dude. Like the fact that you, the way you, you're not like, oh yeah, who cares, whatever. Like it's some, it's my old thing that was 15 years ago, man. Stop asking yeah. me about it. It's like not how it is at all. You're like, yo, go watch it. I think uh, I'm back on the I'm back on the bandwagon, and I'm gonna. I think it's time, John. I'm, I'm just gonna watch. It. But yo, but yo, but let me let me one one little like tidbit. You said. That you were jealous of one of your friends because they haven't watched The Wire yet. I so know. I know, I know yeah, my dude. And it's <laughs> like, like Alex, you were talking about when you were first watched it. It's, it's a little slow. So he's hearing everybody talk like he'll rewatch. It's one of my close friends. He'll rewatch like when I do these pods and I talk about it. And he's like, "Yo, it seems so interesting." But he also has like ADD, so it's hard for him to like sit and watch. The, the first season can be a little. It, it, I get it. I get it. I get it. But if you just connect to it and get oh, past, it's just get past the first season. Oh, it's happening. I'm gonna get past. And then don't oh, yeah. listen to what anybody thinks about the sex, second season. Okay. Yeah, honestly, I think the second season is one of the best. Okay. Ooh, that, I do. That's hot. I do. <laughs> that is hot. <laughs> no, because there's some mo- people don't realize, and I didn't realize it either, right? Because I started to fall victim to like what people think about the second season. There are some moments in the second season that are like legendary wire moments. Deal. Granted, it's not what you get in season three, four. You know what I mean? It's not that, but they're legendary moments. So because I love the underdog, clearly I'm a Nick fan. <laughs> I love the second season. All right, okay. But if you if if you really truly just give it a chance, listen. It's it's once you All get right. to season three, bro, you're gonna be like, oh shit. I'm gonna get on. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. get on. I'm gonna. It's gonna be my in between because like here's once football season starts. I know you're not too much into football. Yeah, yeah. But once football season starts, man, like on the off days, I need a break. Like I physically yeah. need. I need to watch something. Yeah, football not, is real yeah. with y'all, man. Yeah, I don't know how it's y'all do. It's a lot. Uh, it's Con- a roller coaster. Condensed until, what is it, 15 weeks? 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's 18 weeks. Oh, it's, it's more. It's 18, 18 now. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah, they re- they extended the season, huh? Yeah. Now, to Labor yeah. Day till Christmas, man. That's it. It's like, don't talk to me. Don't tell me to go anywhere on a Sunday. I'm not coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a, Church. Yeah. <laughs> I go on Saturdays during football season, man. It's, it's tough out here. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm 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 a, I'm a, I'll keep you updated. Oh, on join that. join season the squad, man. Season yeah, by season. Create a thread on Twitter just so we can follow you. what you feel. I got it, you. So so we can just see what's going on because yeah. I I think you'll like it. I do. I, 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 I don't even think I, I don't even think you need to wait to get through all of season one to season two to really start picking up. I think halfway through season one, like one. once once you get through halfway through season one. It really starts to get very interesting right around that mark. Like, oh my God. I, honestly, it's, like, it's, it's a trip. On, though. Where's it's Wallace? Trip. Where's Wallace, man? Oh, man. So don't even do this to me because so. I'm not. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> You'll get it in like soon. <laughs> I can't wait. Don't Yo, do this to me. The, man. One of the coolest things about, and you know, it's a tougher echelon of shows, also, there's never been a spoiler. Like there's never been a spoiler for any of these shows. Yeah, like there's just like some, there's like a certain either. respect for like these t- like you know for like these shows. Like nobody cares yeah. about Avengers. Like, you we saw McCoy tweeting that. You know, like nobody cares. Yeah. But like there's no respect. But like these types of shows, like and on top of that, that, John, what's so ill about it is even if there's, a, even if you may be possibly spoiled, you still when you watch it live and you're first experiencing it, it's not gonna change anything. Oh, like right. there's some people who may know like one or two people that died just mm-hmm. because maybe yeah, yeah. there's a conversation on Twitter or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'll see it and you'll still be like, oh, whoa, I didn't see that yeah. coming. The, the <laughs> yeah. how, the how it later, all happens later. is the, the the how it all happens for everything is like really just like the way that it just grabs you in. Mm-hmm. I'm actually because we watched you on uh, Nick's Film School and listened to Andrew. I'm so jealous that Andrew got to watch. I don't even know how Andrew I, did it in 24 hours. That is 24, impressive. I, no, but he did one season. One season. Oh, okay. I was he did like, like, season, season three, right? No, season. He watched my season. Season four. Yeah, season four. four, four season four. four. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a mad man. For he's that. a beast. I cannot he's watch 13 episodes. Like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> watching The Sopranos right now and at 45 minutes in, I'm like. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. So, so, it yeah. is. Oh, man. I can't even think about going through hours again. We just finished Loki. I was just like. Whew. Yo, it's, it, I don't know, I don't know what it is. is it, are we getting older or what? But like, an hour is long as fuck. Yeah. Bro. I know. I know. I'm watching the Sopranos really right now, like, yo. Like, I'm in the middle of it. I felt like I was watching this episode for like three days. I know. It feels it's like a 20 moment. minutes in, and I'm sitting here like, what the f- Yo, we need to we need to have you back on and really have a conversation on if streaming, like if binging is like a bad thing, because I feel like some shows are meant to binge and some shows aren't meant to binge. I can't binge watch. anything anymore. I'm falling asleep three hours. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Uh, Unless it's, it's The Office, but that's another conversation. Oh, <laughs> man. The oh, office man is- you saw The Office, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. Have fair. you seen The Office, John? <laughs> that was fair. Yes, I've seen The Office. Okay. That was fair. Yeah. That was fair. Well, it is. If you didn't watch The Office, <laughs> I would have leave meeting. I would have left. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair jab. But actually, my 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 nighttime uh, show has been Fresh Prince. I've been running through uh, the seasons Ooh. right now back because okay. it might be the funniest and most relevant still show of all time. Like I, I don't know how they're relevant. Like they're just like even it, no, the jokes, it is, it is. even the, like the jokes are like the, like I don't know. Even like the pop culture references are still like classic. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Martin over Fresh Prince, but okay. ooh, yeah, Martin's I gotta good. go Martin like over Martin. Fresh Prince. Is that, are but, you taking that on the tiebreaker, Alex? Are you taking Martin? 
Oh no, I pro- I've got to go Fresh Prince. I love Fresh Prince. Are you Prince. going Fresh Prince too? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. How old are y'all? How, how, how old are you, John? Twenty nine. I turned thirty two this year. Damn it, y'all went Fresh Prince. Yeah, Fresh Prince. Yeah. My jam. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know what it was? I think it's because um because it was on like it, Nick at Night, man. Like it was, yeah. it was always run on Nick at Night, yeah, and I was always watching Nick at Night. So it was like the first thing that's like ingrained to me. So it's like, okay, Will Smith, Fresh Prince. And my mom was also very big into Will Smith. And so, like, Will Smith was, like, also one of my favorite actors. So just from, like, I, I, the big, big Willie like, style, bro. I, big Willie exactly. style. I think what it is with Fresh Prince is that Will is who he is now. What I liked about Martin was that it wasn't necessarily about Martin. Yeah. yeah. It was about a show. It was a sitcom. As opposed to Fresh Prince is like a vehicle for Will Smith. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's yeah. why maybe I'm a little. Okay, that's fair. I, I hedge more towards, you know, Martin. That's fair. The art, the art of it. I get that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I was like, it's more of the conglomerate rather yeah. than Fresh Prince outside of maybe Carlton, like. Fresh Prince is Will Smith. It's just yes. cheap laughs for me. Like he's calling fat that, all day. I'm da- I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Like call Hillary dumb. I'm dying. Like you know Hillary's like, still bad, man. Yeah. She, oh yeah. Karen Parsons. <laughs> Yo, let me give you a quick story. Karen Parsons jumped in my DM like ten years ago. Not nothing crazy. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. she was. She said I forgot. Maybe she had watched something of mine and wrote me. And I swear, I thought we were together for like 10 years. Like, Aaron Parsons is my girlfriend now. Y'all can't tell me shit. Yeah. You know Hillary? Yeah, that's my girl. Hillary? She did me. You know what I mean? She did me first. You know what I mean? That's fire, bro. That's fire. You gotta, that's amazing. That, that, that's a nice one to have. Word up. That's Word amazing. Up. Oh man, Julio! Just to just just to wrap up this amazing conversation. Yeah. Did, did you? So when you were doing season four, you lived in Baltimore then, right? Were you yep. just down? Yep. To, yeah. So what was oh, it yeah. like, man? What was it like living in uh, Baltimore during that time? It was cool. I mean, um, I didn't really get to experience Baltimore as much as I probably wanted to because mm-hmm. every weekend I'd still I'd go back to Brooklyn. Yeah. So and when we were on set, man, we shot. Dude, we I lived there for basically a year, Monday through Friday, seven a.m., six a.m. to eight p.m. I was on set, so I didn't really get to experience the culture as much as I probably wanted to. But at the same time, I, on set, you we shot in the middle of those neighborhoods that we talked about, and it was it was you know crazy a little bit. You know what I mean? You're on yeah. the set. Imagine like you grew up in probably one of the roughest projects in your life, but now it's a movie set in the middle of that project. And like people out, like I just, I, I can always remember the very first time I walked, the very first time I got on set and I walked from my trailer. For some reason, they parked the trailer like <laughs> 10 blocks away. <laughs> so we had to walk through the neighborhood and I'm walking, the security's walking me to the set and like people are on, like everyone's on their stoop. And they're just like, I remember this lady's like, oh, he must be a new character this year. <laughs> I ain't never seen him before. <laughs> and That's like, hilarious. yeah, the, you know, it's just, the, the, you know, the, I think that helped create what you all saw when you watched The Wire because we shot in the essence of it all. And I think that just was a part of the show. The fact that we, it wasn't like, you know, I was on a show before and they wanted us to go to Toronto to create New York. And it's just, it's not the same. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, not yeah. the the essence of it. Actually, you'd be surprised how many shows are ba- uh-huh. shot in Toronto, but you think it's New York. It for happens. Tax, for tax Wait, purposes. For tax purposes, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the fact that we shot in Baltimore, man, it was special, man. Baltimore is like a main character of the show outside of the system. 
you know, it, the Baltimore is the show, and it's. I'm glad we got to be in the essence of it, and and those people were so amazing, man. Like, I granted, of course, it is you know, there's crime, there's you know, there's there's drugs, there's all of that in between man, sets. Remember you, you were saying that? that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, while we're shooting, we had to yeah. pause the drug dealer sometimes, and you know, like, come on, guys, it's like one more shot, please. One more shot. <laughs> sometimes it would, that would be the conversation, like, yo, we just got a few more scenes, please. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, man, those people were so great, and they were like, you know, just people just trying to figure life out, and just, you know, they were respectful, never any disrespect, because we held, we came to the set with with respect. And I think mm-hmm. as long as and you know I'm from the hood and I learned mm-hmm. as long as you bring respect to the hood, it's gonna bring you back. It's gonna give it back to you because no one's out there to truly just be ignorant and just disrespect and violate, right? And they, you know, and even in Baltimore, you know, I still got a lot of friends that I met from the set. I still, you know, shout out to my brother Mac Wilds. He played Michael on the show. He married mm-hmm. an extra from the set from the show. Mm-hmm. That's oh, his wow. wife, and they have a child now, right? Like, mm-hmm. nice, yeah, right. yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. That's that was like. Family, you know what I mean, right. and I'll, 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 I wouldn't have asked for it to be any different. All right, man, I'll watch it, bro. I'll watch. Come it. on, John, I'm doing this for you. I'm speaking my heart out for you to watch the show, you, bro. I got you. But we could, I, I can tell how special it was, and it, yeah. you can tell like how special the show is because of how you're talking. Like John talked, like it truly sounds like a family, like. Yeah. Show, like like everyone feels like a family like from the set yeah. from like the city from everything and like i could feel that heart coming from you Julito. Yeah. but the one question i got for you man the one question oh. the hair man how how noticeable were you with the hair because the hair is just like look, it not only was like the identity uh, yeah. of name and bryce and it kind of was like essentially you know i remember what who was it i remember one of the guys in the show i forget who it was but they wanted name and cut the hair because it you stood out that was yeah, your identity. Bodie, and Bodie, see, yeah, yeah. Bodie, Bodie, that's right. Um, Bodie asked Naaman to cut his hair because he stood out. You know, you didn't want to stand out. You want it, it seems like, you know, I, what it really shows, like, from working the block is, like, it's like a militia, right? Everyone's got to look the same. Everyone's got to dress the same. Yeah, you can't be identified. Uniform. It got to be, yeah. So yeah. look this way. But Naaman didn't want, he wanted to be his own person, which, you know, I think, well, that's why I rooted for Naaman because he wanted to be his own person. He didn't want to be on that track. And, like, he was also very, you were also very fly, you know what I mean? Like you, oh, you were like man. you were wearing oh, every jersey. I was like, yo, god damn that every jersey, bro. Like oh, yeah. I, 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 I didn't know about that. Was every that sports? No, that was the wardrobe. All wardrobe. wardrobe. Oh, okay. I wasn't even a jersey guy at that time, to be honest. I didn't. I don't oh, even okay. think I owned a jersey. So no, that was all wardrobe. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, I, I agree with you, bro. Like I think he. You know, name and character was misunderstood. When you watched it as a kid, like, at that time, because we had, like, transition. The Wire went from, like, the first three seasons being, like, you know, an older HBO show to, like, my season. They had four kids as the lead. We started promoting on, like, TRL at 106 in Park. And, and you know, we became heartthrobs. It was, like, a thing, right? So, you know, the 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 the, the audience shifted into to a much younger crowd. And people judged Naaman, you know, they did, because he wasn't your, like, stereotypical gangster on a movie or a TV show. He was a human kid, right? Like a kid that acts like he's tough sometimes, but really deep inside he's not. A kid that doesn't have it all figured out. A kid that's just trying to navigate the life of being a drug dealer and a 14-year-old kid, right? Like, he, like you just don't have it all figured out. And I, I love playing that character because I was like, this is this is our children. 
Like, mm-hmm. n- how many kids do you see walking around as like the capo, as like the boss, as like? No, that's not reality. The reality is these kids are gonna soldiers. Be- Right, like not everybody's a soldier, you know what I mean? Like the reality is the kids, sometimes they may pump fake, sometimes they may cap, sometimes they may yeah. act like they're something they're not. And I, I love that aspect of it. And I think when you watch it as an adult, you see Naaman differently than you probably did if you watch it at 16 years old. And you're just like, why is Naaman fronting or why is he this uh, right so yeah. I don't want to give it away for you John but I, I felt bad I actually yeah. had hesitation I actually <laughs> you're about to say why did he no no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> I felt bad I felt but bad. what I will say is that you know it I love that character because he was human and and that's yeah. why I love the show these characters are just humans and you'll get to experience it but you know if you felt anything that's the thing any role I take because I've, you know, there were mo- there was a moment where I was getting a lot of like the villains, quote unquote, of of movies and television shows, and I'm like, my job as an actor is to have you feel something. The moment you feel something, I've done my job, whether you like me or not. If you feel it, you you I I, I can even shift that to like the Knicks. The reason we're so big is because you feel something. When you, yeah. Whether you hate the Knicks horribly or you want them to succeed, you feel something. There's some teams out here in the league no one even cares about anything. They don't care if they win. They don't care if they lose. They're yeah. just like, I don't care. Shout out to the Pelicans. Shout out to the Sacramento <laughs> Kings. <laughs> you just don't care. It's like, you won? Cool. You did it? Cool. Yeah. Like. Even though I was uh, I was watching I was a huge Sacramento fan when Doug Christie and Vlad- Doug Christie, Bobby <laughs> Jackson, Mike Bibby, Bibby that was a yep. squad, yo, that was a squad because they were going against the Lakers and I hate the Lakers. Yeah, of course, but, of course. Yeah. <laughs> if you feel something, you feel something, and I think that's that's the mission. And the hair was just a mind of his own, man. And I'm see, I'm kind of growing it back a little bit. I, I don't all, know. Right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had it. it was so much of a like me because even before I did the wire, it was like my thing. Like I, people in the neighborhood knew me for my hair, and then when I got on the wire, it became like a character. And then when I cut it, it was literally like I don't know the the, the scripture from the Bible. What's it? What's his name? Samson. Samson in the yeah. hair, and I was just like, it yeah. felt like I, you know, I feel you, bro. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you, man. I feel you. Yeah, I, listen, I ain't got those problems yet. But, yeah, I mean, Just embrace it, bro. Just embrace it. I, I, I'm, good. I'm good. I'm good. My hairline's still intact. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> but nah, man. It's I, I love that everything became a character. Everything was a character, cool. and that, that was special. That's a, and I think that's a great place to to end it. Um, yeah. Julito. Thank Dude, you, my man. Really appreciate, appreciate you, you coming so on. Much, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a blast with y'all, man. Anytime y'all need me on, you know, I, you know, like I said, I'm on like a little world tour, man. Going to my favorite <laughs> podcast and 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 jumping on there. But you guys were amazing. Thank you for having me on, and we definitely got to do this again soon, man. Yeah, well, for this sure, was just, this was just like the this was just like the preseason to the to the 21 Knicks. We got your overall feelings about the wire, yeah. and now I gotta watch it. We gotta talk about it real by, quick. By next show, you should have watched it. Exactly, and then we got <laughs> and then we, we got, have a different conversation. And then we're also gonna be talking about the fifty burger, and we got playoffs. Oh, come on, Things man. are gonna be happening. Things are gonna be happening. We got things are gonna be happening. Yeah, well, we appreciate man. you, dude. We really do appreciate your time, man. Thank so you, please, man. please, Julito, let everyone know where they if you got where they can find you if you got anything going on. Let the listeners yeah. know. Yeah, man. Uh, everywhere you can find me, at I am Julito on all the uh, social sites. 
I just shot a movie with um, Adriana from The Sopranos, actually, which Ooh. is so interesting that I did not know who she was. <laughs> hey, now you like me. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, now it's, it's called Safe Space. It's coming out sometime next year. Uh, it should be early next year. Uh, directed by Boris Kojo and uh, Nicole Ari Parker is the lead of the joint. It's going to be really special. I got a lot of things I'm working on, man. Um, you can check my podcast out. It's called Random Thoughts with Julito on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a hiatus off of it, got kind of busy, but I'll be back this fall for sure. Um, you know, we're going to be talking heavy Knicks on there. We're going to be talking go. movies and all that. You know all what I mean? Right. I got to have y'all on. Let's go. Uh, you, know what, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's probably going to end up shifting to like to a Knicks, Knicks podcast. Spot, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say. I'm I, honestly, about- this is my life. I talk yeah. Knicks. I, I think I Knicks. I am Knicks all day. So I was I was like trying to figure what I wanted to talk about. And then everything was always going back to Knicks. So yeah, I was listening to you for two seconds right now. I'm like, ah, yeah, it's gonna be a Nick. It's gonna be a Nick. Like, <laughs> no, we'll, we may end up shifting the name, but uh, <laughs> but now I gotta have y'all on for sure. But yeah, check me out there, y'all. And I, I got a lot of things happening for the rest of the year, oh. and, and definitely 2022. It's gonna be a special year. So uh, awesome, tap in, man. Tap in for right. sure. We'll see. We'll what? see you at the garden, bro. At the Absolutely. garden. Oh man, are y'all going to opener? I haven't booked it yet. Are you gonna be there? I'm trying, man. It's that shit's gonna be crazy, man. I, know. So, I, feel, I mean, I'm down. I, I don't. I'm down. I have no. I, ha- I, have this <laughs> bad, I have this bad tendency to say yes to things, and, and then, then and then I'm like something like I'm like I always say yes, and then it's like can't do something that week. Something's important going on that week. Uh, I'm actually getting I'm actually married getting married the weekend before that. So, <laughs> so maybe you're gonna be at like your honeymoon. Listen, yeah, she'll well, understand. Yeah. If she's a, if she's the one, which I'm sure she is, she's gonna want to take you to the Nick game. This just makes sense. Yo, oh, you gotta, yo, she's yo, embraced yo. a lot by Alex. Not. Alex, just play this on loop, bro. Just cut this out. <laughs> Send it to her. Be like, look what Lito said, dude. You know, the one thing we don't talk enough about, y'all, is the women who have to endure the men Nick fans. It's a a job within itself. She, so she is a Bostonian, and she, I will, I'm so proud about this. She knows (laughs) more about the Knicks than she knows about the Celtics. I win. She's like, she's like, so I saw Frank isn't on the team anymore. I was like, What's his last name? She's like, no, Keen. I'm just like, yo, you said it right. I'm like, you said it right. <laughs> keeper, like, let's go. The keep- I was like, <laughs> you're marrying the right one, sir. You are marrying the right one. Yeah, so hype. That's so, like that's like Alex's version of like the Bronx Tale, like the three women. He's like, <laughs> open the car. <laughs> she opened the car door for you, bro. Yeah, that's like, what's Frank's last name? <laughs> Spell it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. but I'm, I'm I am judging the fact that all of our girls know. Frank. They always go to Frank. They always, <laughs> they always go to Frank. Oh, we, we all know why. It is. We all know why. So we we yeah. all know the reason why. So he's got <laughs> the Soul R&B uh, album covers on the French R&B, R&B album baby. cover. Correct. The French yeah. Prince is the French Prince for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. But yes, everyone, please go make sure to check out who is yourself. Please make sure to follow him on all social media platforms. Check out his new movie coming out, and make sure to go follow his pod. On YouTube and all, is it going to be on all streaming platforms? It's on all streaming platforms. All yep. streaming platforms. This upcoming, this upcoming, uh, this upcoming fall upcoming and going into next talk. year. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to be talking. <laughs> yeah, it's going. The name will probably be changed come fall when the season starts. But uh, just make nah, I am Olito. Just make I am Olito. Now I don't want to put my name because if it's going to be like some sports shit, 
I don't want It's not about me it's, You know what I mean So uh, I got I you. Feel, I feel, I'll ask the vets Like you guys you. Y'all are we'll get you. When we get there yeah, we'll, get, we'll get something cooking We'll, we'll get something cooking We'll help We'll help, yeah, we'll help. But yes, everyone, thank you for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Please make sure to give this episode and this pod just a five-star review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, guess what? It's okay. It really is okay. Why? Because we're on all other audio streaming platforms. We're on Amazon, Alexa, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. We are there. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know you can't leave without hitting the subscribe button, hitting the notification bell, and giving this a like. Because guess what? You enjoyed it. You watched it all the way through. So if you're hearing this, we better get that stuff because we got some problems afterwards. <laughs> also, p- please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. TikTok's on the way, but we got everything. We got everything. So make sure to follow us all there. And once again, thank you to Julio McCollum for coming on the pod again. Let's we see. out. Let's go, Knicks, bro. Let's go.